subatomic gigantic occasion was a sweep in Japan nation when along came a dude with an ultra attitude, a common Morado, the greatest kicker of Japan. And of all man. Last you short now, baby. To not talk big now, baby. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to a brand new episode of Kaiju Conversation. I'm your host, Elijah, and joining me as always, my lovely co-host and editor. Hello, I am Rex. Man, you are not matching my energy right now. The high, high Bruh. upbeat, caffeinated energy, that is totally uh, what I have. I'm caffeinated. Well, we'll see about that, as we are about to have a full-on conversation. Now, this conversation is going to be a little different from normal. Oh? Normally, we have conversations about movies, correct? Yes. Well, to start us off with our new month, and with the new month, sometimes we have themes. And for this month, we have a theme. Recently, Toho finally gave us the first look at Godzilla minus Minus one. one. And with that, we get Takashi Yamazaki finally getting to do a Godzilla movie after so long. (laughs) So what we have here is for all of you newbies out there for the Takashi Yamazaki filmography, you are about to enjoy multiple films from his filmography that are all available in Region 1 on Blu-ray or DVD. Yes. So with that, I am proud to say welcome in Takashi Yamazaki Month. (laughs) That was a lot more dramatic in my head than I expected. (laughs) But yes, this month we will be... covering all of the Takashi Yamazaki films that we can fit in. However, with that being said, there is five weeks in August. So for this first week, you're going to get yet another bonus episode. But don't fret, it will still be under the theme of Takashi Yamazaki as after we covered Godzilla Minus One's trailer and its posters and all the details at the Yamazaki exhibit, we got a full Godzilla maquette body reveal. Yes. On top of that, a a two-meter statue was also put on display at the Toho Theater, the main Toho Theater, I believe. I don't remember exactly what the location is, but it's like right near where the Shin Godzilla statue is. The theater next to that. Isn't that in Shinjuku? Possibly? I think it is. I don't don't think it's in Shinjuku, but it's not far from Shinjuku. I want to say it's like middle of Tokyo. I don't remember exactly where. Shinagawa? I I don't remember. I don't remember. You're supposed to know all of this, Rex. I I did used to know it, but it's been a while since I looked at it. (laughs) Tsk, tsk, tsk. I'm sorry, man. Well, even though you you can't give us that info, why don't we... We we, we talked about the 
reveal of the design from mm-hmm. what little we had. But do you want to do you do you want to have a conversation about this this design now that we've had some time to mull it over? Sure. <laughs> now that okay. we've seen it in more than a few angles. This is very true. So I don't know about you, but I'm pulling up an image of Godzilla. The The official name it was given was Negagoji. I don't think that was official, was it? I've been told it was official. I just saw that as a, like a thing that people were po- calling it on Twitter. I, because like I heard some people calling it that. I heard others calling it like Yamazaki Godzilla as well, or Yama Yamagoji. Yamagoji. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't think there's a, a fully agreed upon name for it yet. I always have been thinking like minus Goji. Yeah, I feel like that makes the most sense. But, you know... Mega Goji just does not sound right for... Many, many, many reasons. reasons. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. Rex, where do you want to start with this... With this design? Well... (laughs) Let's start with... Is how how do you think it compares to Yamazaki's previous Godzilla design? Okay, so see that's that's a good question. I honestly and genuinely believe this is like the culmination of all of his thoughts into mm-hmm. probably what is probably his best Godzilla. I think out of the three he's done. Officially, this is his best. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you agree with me there, but mm. I'm I'm gonna say it has some of the best aspects, but also there's a couple small things that I there's some things that I do slightly prefer on the ride design. Mm-hmm. Mainly the feet. Yeah. Okay. I, so let's let's talk about the feet because honestly, the feet stick out on this design. Yes, because so I feel like the ride design, as much as I criticized it for its proportions, I feel overall like the whole aesthetic of that design is pretty like consistent throughout. It's got that sort of Heisei look to it throughout, but in a more, I guess, with more exaggerated proportions, you know. Mm hmm. And this minus one design is very, very similar to that, except there have been things that have just been refined and, I guess, further exaggerated. But the feet here seem to look strange. They stick out because they resemble more closely the legendary Godzilla's feet. See, it's funny you say that because, like, I'm... I'm staring at Godzilla's feet. <laughs> and to me, like looking at it, the the texture's different. Like it, it looks like there's a very sharp change of, of texture right. in how the Yeah, basically from like the toes. 
the texture just changes essentially. Mm-hmm. I, I, like right at the ankle, at the ankle, right. at the ankle is where it it does its dramatic change, and like looking at how this this maquette, this statue is set up, mm-hmm. his toes being really far out look really weird. Yeah, the split. It's, the way the toe splay looks odd. <laughs> it's a. It's very the middle toe being strange. Or I, I'm gonna call it the middle. Yeah, it's basically the. Middle he has toe. one big toe and three small toes. Yeah, it's these are Godzilla's feet are very weird. <laughs> but I, I to me, it looks very dinosaurian. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's 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 got that dinosaurian look, but it's also bizarre. I mean, the way his like legs are shaped are very dinosaurian. With right. like, I don't, I don't, oh, I forgot the. There's a way to describe like the way the bones are shaped, but I cannot think of the word. His ankle is like up, like right, he's walking yeah, on his yeah. the on his actual. He's toes. walking on his. On his heels, he's not yep. walking on his heels. Well, like right. previous Godzilla's, it's like it's got that sort of like flat look of say like humans, where humans we walk on our heels, and a lot of other animals walk, yeah, walk on our full feet and heels. Whereas dinosaurs sort of they have their heels up. That's kind of the look we've got for this new design. Right, and Shin Godzilla, the only two Godzilla designs besides this one to do it, I believe, are Shin Godzilla and then Godzilla 98. I feel like Ultima might have did it too. I'd have to to look at Ultima because you say that, and I think think you are correct. Yeah, yeah, Ultima Ultima does. Okay. Ultima's feet actually look the most dinosaurian out of all of them. I mean, Ultima has clearly taken a lot. It, it makes sense for Ultima to look the most dinosaurian, to be honest. <laughs> right. But, yeah, no, it's 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 an interesting design choice. I, I feel like I don't dislike the feet, but I do kind of prefer the right design's okay. feet just for the consistency of it. Okay. What are your thoughts on the massive dorsal plates, though? Okay, so I I I want to focus not on the massive ones first, but the tiny ones. Okay, I love how the tip of his tail, the the fins, dramatically change. Mm-hmm. Like that looks so cool. I, I on a visual standpoint, I love the fact that the tiny dorsal plates are going a completely different direction than the traditional right. ones that we oh, see. Oh yeah, that looks pretty cool. Um. I I'm not a huge fan of Millennium sized dorsal plates, mm-hmm. but see, honestly, I, I like Millennium dorsal plates. But I do. This isn't my favorite look for that size. I think, well, I, I think what most Godzillas have been missing lately is the white plates yes on the... i was going to bring that up is that he is that my one main criticism for this design and is something that i that a few godzillas have been doing recently is they're too monochromatic namely like say godzilla earth 
<laughs> Godzilla Four. Earth, Legendary, Legend. this one. 2014 kind or more like later Legendary films. They kind of somewhat get away with it because of the blue glow. But it's stupid. Uh, look, it, it's stupid, but I don't care. It looks cool. It's stupid. Okay. That's great. But yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you. Like, I, I'm not a fan of this, this idea that Godzilla is monochromatic. Mm-hmm. I feel like this design more than either the legendary or Earth really feels like the white tips and um, they really feel missing here. I would agree. I would agree. And what's like, I will say this though. Like, I love the fact that this Godzilla is more brown. Like, he looks. Yeah. Oh, I do love the, that there's actually some color, uh, quite a bit of color variation on this. Like, the mo- it's surprising. They, they actually got Monster Arts to do some painting. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, that's a welcome change. Mm-hmm. I, I will always welcome. And what's cool is it's a reference to how the original suit was brown. Like, I think right. that's really cool. Yeah. And then you've got little details like he seemingly has a bit of scarring, as we pointed out last time. Yeah. The detail so on, on his, this on is great. Cheek and on his chest, I believe, as well, I think. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I, 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 I agree with the white on the plates being missed. And honestly, I feel like the plates might be a little thin. Yeah, they look real. Some of the renders make them look really odd. There's one in particular that was revealed on some on some of the merch where it just they the dorsal plates just look kind of almost like they've been just photoshopped onto him rather than being an actual part of the design. I think I know which renders you're talking about. Because they look, like, really big, right? Yeah. And, I mean, to be fair, he does have one absolutely gigantic plate on on his back. Oh, yeah. I'm lo- it's, I, I know which which render you're talking about now, where, like, this, the back, the fins He's in, look- like, a ferocious-looking pose. Yes. Staring directly yes. into the camera. Yeah. Which, I will say this, it is nice to have a Godzilla that can look at you. Mm-hmm. And it not look really flat. Like mm-hmm. that's something that Yamazaki has done a very good job with. Mm-hmm. Because oh, I think the face actually looks pretty good. This is like one of one of our best modern Godzilla faces for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um but like I I, I I do prefer these fins to the, the ride Godzilla. If we're if we're gonna compare the ride Godzilla to to minus Godzilla, mm-hmm. I I think that so like my my issues with the ride Godzilla are the fins look really tattered and tiny, and I don't like how buff Godzilla looks. Mm-hmm. Like he looks like he hasn't eaten in like three months. <laughs> and and that's oh, no, my he, he looks like he's he, he was doing a dirty bulk and then has just gone on a massive massive cut <laughs> yeah 
And then you look at you look at minus Godzilla, and and I think the fins are more refined. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they I, I I like them being bigger, and honestly, like the side view for the fins, I think has grown on oh, me a the lot. Side view has grown on me a lot too. It's mainly the front view that I feel it'll it'll take me a bit of time. <laughs> yeah. Um. And and I I love how bulky he is. Like he's he's bulked up, and he's I love that. Right amount of bulk, I'd say. Yes. It's not certain Heisei films where he looks like, you know, if he falls, the whole world's going to break. And it's um, not universe bulk either. Right. Or Godzilla uh, Ultima bulk. <laughs> right. So, he's no, I... I fires, but he's not got Ultima's massive underface. This is true. This is I mean, very true. There's no way to say that without understating it. <laughs> I mean, it, but thick thighs do save lives, like, in all fairness. Yeah, I think the Netflix intern agrees with you. <laughs> oh, I remember that. I remember that. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> um but no, I I like honestly everything else about this design I like besides I like I brought up with you in private. Uh I don't like the the shoulder blades, the elbow right. fins. Right. And I'm not a big fan of those either. Let let Gamla keep those. Yes, yes. And then I also I I don't like the Tokyo SOS like chest point that he kind of has. Oh yeah. I don't know. I I don't have an issue with it. It looks a little weird, but I don't mind. It's it's not awful on this design that that chest like point. It's only really noticeable on the side profile. Mm. It's not like in in SOS where like it's really visible, you know? Mm. So so you know, it's 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 a minor gripe that one would be. Right. I don't really have a problem with it to be honest. <laughs> And and honestly, like besides that, like the back, so the SHMA's uh, promotional images, like there's one shot where it's the three quarters to the back, right? And like this Godzilla looks really good. It's yeah. the same. It's the same angle that's in the poster. On the poster, yeah. That yeah, is a great that, angle. That looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the side view looks great. Actually, that image a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I love the Showa esque tail. I love, I love those tails where it's it's thick when it ends, not tiny like right. legendary. Well, um, twenty fourteen legendary. Yeah, I you know I I think. I like how his hands are skinny, mm-hmm. but also it's not like Shin Godzilla weird skinny. Oh yeah, they're, they're the arms are a good size. 
So, no, overall, I, I really am happy with this full body reveal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty good. <laughs> Do you, did you, I, I know I kind of talked a lot there. Was there anything you wanted to bring up? Not really. I, it took me, a, it took me a little bit of time to, well, no, I don't think, I honestly don't think there's ever going to be a time where like a new main Godzilla design is revealed and I'm just going to be absolutely wowed by it immediately unless it's just like some unless it's just like the design I'm familiar with but at the same time I still want to see something new happening it just takes some time for me to get used to it and right well, I do seem to be growing on this design so I'm I'm happy about that Likewise. And and no, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with the sentiment of like I I I also agree. I don't think there'll ever be a moment where I will be able to be like, oh, this design's amazing right off the bat. Like Yes. I'm going to have to see it, you know, in motion, see it at all those angles, maybe mm-hmm. have a figure of it to see if I do like it. Right, the and... monsterverse, or sorry, not monster. The monster arts has has helped me really come to like this design. Just seeing it from more angles, thanks to those, thanks to the reveal of those photos. Likewise, so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very hopeful for this design, and 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 you know, I the good thing I to me is. I guarantee you this becomes the new face of the franchise. Probably. And I think it's I think it's a good amalgamation of all the different Godzillas. Yeah, it's a it's a good modern update, I'd say, to right. the classic. And I even more than just classic, like you can see some some millennium in there, you can see some some legendary. Oh yeah. It's 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 a nice compilation of all the eras it would have been perfect if he had the years though (coughs) i agree that's something i've heard a lot of people say is he's missing ears Mm -hmm. and i i agree but i'm also curious if it would look worse with ears you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i'm just i'm just a big supporter of bringing back the ears (laughs) i mean which is fair the the ears are make Kind of make a lot, so mm. I I agree. I agree. Mm. <laughs> and so, unfortunately, the Yamazaki exhibit didn't really provide much more than a, our first like full reveal. We did we did see some concept art though, and a couple we, storyboards. We did, yeah. So looking at looking at the concept art, so one of them's a back shot. Of of just Godzilla, there's no tail, which is pretty right. close to what we get in in the final final version. It does look like Yamazaki had some more exaggerated like spines and whatnot at one point, and a, and a much more, I guess, exaggerated look for the mouth and lips. Really, a yeah, especially when you look at the that's the CG render um, yes. as well. There's a CG render of the head, and it looks really weird. Yeah. Kind of gnarly. Specifically, yeah. how the the lip is like red. Yeah, yeah. It's it's got that little. Is, is it even there? Is it, is it looks like it's almost like ripped apart? 
I feel like it's there. I feel like it was one of those things that, like, it just kind of goes up. Maybe. I mean, it looks like on the monster art, it looks like he... Oh, no, that's just paint. Never mind. <laughs> and then we also have a side uh, shot of, of, of his face in concept art, which is very iguana-esque. It's got the iguana, like, neck beard, smaller fins. Right. It's... It's and really interesting. Seemingly of a scene of Godzilla approaching approaching a group of fishes on a boat. Which is sounds really cool. The the idea of this of the storyboard I think would will look pretty cool in the in the final version. Hmm. And then you also had the full body uh concept art. Right. Which is pretty Dude, pretty much exactly <laughs> Huh? He looks surprising. He looks weirdly upright in the in the concept art. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely like your typical Godzilla stature. Um, uh, dinosaurian legs, right? And he might. It looks like he might have ears. I could be wrong. I don't think so. Doesn't look like he is. But it it is pretty accurate to what the original or the final design would be. Right. It's got the general look of it. So yeah, it's it's. I'm excited to see where this Godzilla goes. I would love to see it return in sequels if they do sequels. Who knows? <laughs> and you know that's that's I think all we can really hope for is it's a good design and they use it well and it doesn't. And it's a good movie. And it's a good movie. And that's how this is the opening to Yamazaki Month because. Unfortunately, there's not many of his films available in the United States. So so we got to talk about the Yamazaki exhibit, which showcased all of his movies. Not all of them, but most of them. Yeah. Um, well, it featured props. Soji Maquette got, was put on display there as well. Which I'd love to see the Always Sunset Godzilla Maquette right next to the Minus One Maquette. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, I would love to see that. In the exhibit. <laughs> I didn't realize actually that the Always Sunset Goji maquette was a GM was actually a modified GMK maquette. Oh, you didn't know that? I I'd heard I'd I'd heard it was like some sort of kit bash. I didn't I just didn't realize it was GMK Goji specifically. Makes huh. sense given the res, the clear resemblance in the design to GMK. But right. Just never actually saw the original kit compared to it until the event happened. Wait, did they have a GMK, GMK maquette too? Oh, no, 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 no. There was just like some photos on Twitter comparing it. Ah, gotcha. To like the original maquette they used. Yeah, and you know, looking at that design, like especially now, like seeing the the face makes it really weird. It looks really weird in the face. The, the always one? Yeah. Uh, I mean, in the context of the movie, you can argue it looking weird actually makes sense. Because it's actually Kagawa's rip-off Godzilla. <laughs> that's right, that's right. But, like, so, what? what's really cool about comparing the minus one and the always Godzilla designs is you see pre-monsterverse influence and post-monsterverse influence because mm -hmm. 
the always sunset Godzilla is very much like Showa esque. Mm-hmm. Whereas once you get to uh, your your minus one, you know we've had Ultima, we've had Legendary, and now like it it's it's changed. It's different now. Mm-hmm. Which is it's very interesting to see that influence, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. I, I I think that's really really cool. Yeah, I mean it's just not. I'm I'm very excited to see to see what Yamazaki does with this film. I am very very excited. Yes, we we are on the Godzilla minus one hype train. Yes. And that train is not stopping till December. Amen to that one. <laughs> and even then, it might not stop. It really depends. <laughs> it just never ends. It may. It could. It might never end. It might never end. I mean, if if he makes a sequel, then maybe it never. It truly never will end. This is true. So we'll we'll have to see how well uh, this ends up being. Mm. If if we're wanting to to see a future Yamazaki film again, but with that we can go ahead. If unless you wanted to bring anything else up, Rex, we could we could transition here into hearing about your J horror filled weekend. Oh, my J horror filled weekend, you say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so funnily enough, something. So, last year, right, I went, around this time actually, I went to go see Invasion of Astro Monster on the big screen. At right. A, at a local theater, at a theater sort of close enough to me so so that I could reach it, right? Right. <laughs> Nowadays, I always keep an eye on that theater's coming soon selection, because... They play some interesting movies there. And and not too long ago, I discovered that they were having a J-Horror weekend, which would feature a screening of Audition, Kiyoshi Kurosawa's Pulse, Cure, and Ring. And with that, we've hit the marks of the Monster vs. Trash and Ring has been brought up. Yes. Monster versus Trash, go watch Ring instead. But yeah, so I ended up, I ended up wanting to go, very much wanted to go at the very least to the Ring showing, which was on the Saturday. And fortunately enough, I actually got to go. I got to see Ring on, on a bigger screen than usual. But admittedly, the screen wasn't the biggest <laughs> oh well but but uh, it, it was interesting though because like so i walked into the theater realized that i didn't have i that they didn't ask me or select a seat for me when i'd ordered my ticket so i was just able to choose whatever seat i wanted in this screening and so i was surprised to realize that the front rows were actually the bet the second row was actually the best row in the house (laughs) Hmm. and so i sat perfectly in literally the perfect spot in the middle of the second row absolutely incredible seat 
And then I realized there were pillows and there were pillows on each of the seats and beanbags in front of the front row. That's weird. <laughs> and I was like, God damn, I've never seen beanbags in a theater before. I don't think I have. I've seen couches, but I haven't seen beanbags. Right. Yeah. It, it was bizarre. But hey, amen to them for that. And yeah, so from there, I sat in my seat and I and the ads played. They showed an ad for a a trailer for a 60s ex- seemingly experimental Japanese film called Funeral Parade of Roses that looks amazing. Oh, we've talked about that movie before. Have we? Yeah, when when we were doing our like whole like let's see what people think is the best Japanese movie. That one was on there quite frequently. Oh. I do not remember if it actually was or not. But yeah, it looks amazing. Like the trailer I saw looked um, it it looked really good. And apparently Yoshio Sachi is in it, I think. Oh. <laughs> that got your attention. It did. <laughs> but but yeah, so I watched Ring. It was absolutely glorious. As did as you in... notice anything new? Yeah, actually, I I did I did notice some things that are from the novel that I just hadn't previously picked up on. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a couple of things that should have been obvious to me. Like one that in particular that I remember is like. So in the novel, when Asakawa is first going to the cabin, and even in later scenes it's described, they sort of, not only do you see the cabin, but you also see, like, the area around it, like a whole, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't remember exactly how to describe it. There's like a, there's like a sporting field and there's, and like a, a whole lobby area and all that sort of stuff before Asakawa reaches the cabin that's mm-hmm. described in the novel novel and somehow I did and there's actually like establishing shots for all of that in this film that I completely just somehow in the now four four times I've seen this film I just never noticed <laughs> there was something else from the novel I picked up on in this watch that was adapted that I thought was really cool to see, but I don't quite remember what it was, unfortunately. But yeah, it was it was it was pretty awesome seeing it on the big screen. But I will say this the presentation wasn't the greatest. Really? Yeah. So I kinda so I I have a sneaking I had a sneaking suspicion based on the previous Astro Monster showing that which by the way happened almost exactly on the same day one year apart I should mention. Oh. <laughs> Pretty almost exactly. It might have actually been exactly. I don't remember. But yeah, so I noticed with Astro Monster that it was using the Criterion transfer, but it kind of looked, it looked a little lower res than the, or not lower res, but like 
a bit more, comp- a bit slightly compressed. And with Ring, yeah, it it was it was very it was very clearly the arrow transfer, but very compressed. <laughs> I wonder why. Like that's that's weird that it would be. To me, it it looks it looks like it was a torrented copy. I was wondering that because Ring, Ring Audition and Pulse are all Arrow titles, and then Cure is Criterion. But I don't think they have the rights to those in Australia. In Australia, the rights to Ring currently belong to Madman. So, and that's in print. But Pulse, I, I. Pulse used to be in Madman's hands, but not anymore to my knowledge. And like Astro Monster is in no Australian distributor's hands officially. Cure is to my knowledge not in any hands. And Audition has some like rental. You can rent it on like Apple TV, but it's not on like physical. And I don't know other places to get it so yeah i it's almost definitely a torrented copy also the subtitles were a bit shoddy like so first off there was like a couple a line or two that just went off the screen like you could not read the whole line because it just cut off it was too long because the font was too big i guess that's... But then also, there's just some like we. There's a couple minor mistranslations and typos that are kind of really funny. I wrote one down specifically that was so. There's a lot. So when Ryuji like grabs hold of Sadako's uncle and realizes right. that Sadako had the ability to will someone to death because of her psychic powers. Mm-hmm. In this sub, in this screening, the subtitle said, I quote, she could simply kill someone dead. (laughs) She could simply kill someone dead. Yes. That is exactly word for word what it was, what was said. She could simply kill someone (laughs) dead. I made sure to remember that so I could write it down later. That's going to go on my gravestone. (laughs) She could simply kill someone dead. But yeah. I mean, look, aside from those issues, Ring is still a brilliant film, man. And seeing it on the big screen, no matter what. Seeing that, that scene on the big screen is a treat. And also hearing the music on the big screen is a treat. I love for Ring's soundtrack. Kenji Kawai's music is amazing for that movie. I feel like I only remember the sound design for the footage, the video. Hmm. No, the whole soundtrack is banging. <laughs> Which is funny because it's not back. used very much in the film. Right, it's, it's a pretty quiet film, if I remember correctly. Oh yeah, the soundtrack is used very sparingly only in like only in some of the key sequences like when they're in the well 
trying to dig up, dig all the water out, or in the ending when Ryuji gets gets killed and all that. Rest in peace. Yeah. Don't worry, he ascends. He's basically God. He he basically is God. He he he's special. So he really is. God, that's so weird that the subtitles would be weird. Like I want to know what subtitling they used. Hmm. I don't know. It it, it felt de- to me the subtitles seemed derivative of Fiero ones, but they aren't the exact same. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's weird. That's mm-hmm. really weird. Mm-hmm. But again, I enjoyed it overall. I had a good time. <laughs> good, 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 good. But so, <laughs> story I had a little story. So after I, after I left the theater, I was like, man, I kind of want to go back tomorrow night for for the screening of Pulse. Oh God. Because, you know, I I tried watching Pulse once. I got, I kind of was too tired and was kind of bored. So I ended up just stopping halfway through. But I, I feel I want to give it another chance. So I walk and I walk out of there about to go home. The entire theater is packed with people dressed in all pink for a certain <laughs> movie called Barbie. Like, this is a small theater, and there's like probably like almost a hundred people in here. <laughs> it's it's you can barely move. I just to get out, I ended up having to take the staff exit. <laughs> oh, but See, hmm? I uh, I I kind of had that when I went to see Oppenheimer. Ah, right. <laughs> there was a ton of people wearing pink. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And then once I got out, I, f- I went to the bus stop and waited for my bus. And yeah, it was nice, peaceful. It was kind of annoying because my phone I was almost dead. So I was kind of trying to preserve its battery. I was trying to preserve its battery for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, it's a darkly lit area. It's, like, kind of late at night. Not terribly late, but, like, yeah, it's it's very much into the nighttime. Okay. And, again, dimly lit bus stop and all that. I had the biggest, one of the biggest scares I've had in a while while waiting for the bus. I was just standing around, and... And I see two guys, two very tall dudes in black hoodies sprinting straight towards me across the road. That's not good. (laughs) And And I see this and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Well, you do karate, right? So you're you're you should be fine. Look, man, in a two v one situation, that's not good. No matter no matter what your experience is, man. Jackie Chan disagrees. Uh, unless you're Jackie Chan, like, <laughs> a two on one is not an ideal situation. Uh, depends I, on the situation. If you ask me. <laughs> 
two v one is pretty good on <laughs> in one way. <laughs> There's a joke there that I'm making that only a handful of people, all the adults. Jesus, Jesus, you, you feel, Jesus, that, that's very condescending to the audience. <laughs> so okay, so did you die? Thankfully not. Thankfully, okay. To my absolute relief, they just ran straight past me. But goddamn, was my heart rate high. I thought I, I thought they were gonna try and mug me. <laughs> so after that little shakeup, I thankfully got on the bus safe and sound and got home. Nobody mugged you on the bus. Thankfully not. Thankfully, it was nice and peaceful. Was it peaceful when you got home? Yes. Nobody annoyed you with a phone call? Not that I can recall. Oh, that's good. I might be insane. I feel like I called you that night. I don't think you did. I feel like we we talked that night because you were like, bro, I got to tell you a story. No, that was like a, a day later. That was like a day later. Hmm. But yeah. Eventually, I actually did go. I after a little bit of thinking about do I do I want to do I want to go to that bus stop again? I was like, eh, sure, I'll go see Pulse, and I did. And you know what? So, I actually ended up liking it. Really? But I will say this: I think I do think it's a bit overrated. Oh, a little bit. <laughs> that movie, okay. We're we're not going to go into this, but that movie is probably one of the most boring movies I've ever watched. You see, I feel like I feel like the first I I feel like half the movie is interesting and half of it is un is pretty uninteresting. I feel like Once... the this the like the the red room the... scene is ma- a masterpiece. Well, like the one with the the lady there. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, yeah, that's that pretty got memorable. me chills. Uh, uh, it has it has some good memorable moments, and and I think I liked the story with the the dude and his love interest, who's played by Koyuki. Mm-hmm. I I I enjoyed their story. But I did not care in the slightest about the other one, with like the girl and her coworkers. Did not care in the slightest for that. <laughs> See, I, I remember liking it up till about mm, the thirty-minute mark, and then it just got boring and awful from there for me. Honestly, I, I actually, I thought it was fine for like the first, like. 40 minutes to an hour. But mm-hmm. I feel like it got more interesting to me after that point. I feel like after that point is the lo- the second half of the movie was where I actually felt somewhat interested in what was going on. Hmm. I mean, it helps that I hadn't seen that part half of the movie before, to be fair. Right. So it was entirely new, but I felt once, once the themes kind of became pretty obvious to me that's sort of where i got kind of more interested in the mm-hmm. movie and what it was trying to do and say 
I got you. Okay. So <laughs> I like it. It's a it's a good movie. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> but it's it's not Kiyoshi Kurosawa's best film, and it's I would not call it one of my favorite J horror films. It's it's not Ring. This is true. It is far from Ring. Yes. Which is very sad. And thankfully, I did not have any other scares when leaving Pulse. Oh, good. I was te- I, I was kind of tempted, slightly tempted to stay back for the cure screening, but I'm like, another day, another day, I'll stay back for cure. Maybe maybe a, a theater with a, a better presentation for cure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. That sounds beautiful. I uh when so I actually just bought Cure, so I'll have to It looks gorgeous. I've heard nothing but good <laughs> stuff about it, so I I, I want to rewatch it because I feel like I'd get more out of it on rewatch than I did the first time. Hmm. Just because you know more about J Horror or I feel like it's a film that lends itself to re to being rewatched. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like if especially if you go into to it with the wrong expectations right. on your first watch, I feel like that can impact your experience. Okay. Cause it, it's it's not like a J horror in like the same way movies like Juon are very dis like distinctly J horror, you know? Right. It's much more of a drama, much more of a psychological thriller type deal. Really? Yes. And I I feel like knowing the story beforehand for me, having seen it once before, I feel like a second watch, I would enjoy it more. Hmm. But hey, you could hear a Hotaru's in it. In Cure? Yeah. Okay, now I really want to watch it. <laughs> and and also, what's her name? One of Emmy Emmy from King Ghidorah. Oh, yes. Uh, I don't remember the actress's name, but I know who you're talking about. Really? Yes. Yeah. Is She's it a Toho it. film? I don't think so. I think it's Daie. I want to say Katakawa. By that point, probably. Yeah. Probably. Because mm-hmm. Katakawa was the one that produced a ton of that J-horror stuff in that late 90s. Mm, yeah, but Daie wasn't owned by Katakawa at that point, I don't think. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. That was a fun J-horror weekend. I wish I, I A part of me does wish I went for Cure, but another so, day. You didn't watch Cure or Audition, correct? No, no. I I've I watched Audition like a, like literally last month for the first time in years. So, if you had to pick between Cure and Audition to see in theaters, which one would you pick? You see, I like Audition more for now, but I re- but I've at the moment I really do want to. I really want to watch rewatch Cure. Okay. Okay, and I feel like I feel, I feel like Cure is more suited to a big screen than Audition is. 
Uh, granted, Audition is a is a is a nice looking film too. Actually, it is it is a really actually yeah. Thinking about that more, they both would look good on theater. <laughs> well, every movie looks better on in a theater. That's that's true. That's true. I've been watching Beat Takeshi movies recently, and I would I would kill to see some of them on the big screen. You know. That could potentially be a great segue. Oh, but before we before we transition, what what was is there any other stories you'd like to tell? Not that I can recall off the top of my head. Okay, you know, speaking of seeing stuff in the on the big screen. Oh, I got to attend G Fest again. Oh, and uh, on on my first day there, I actually got to see Destroy All Monsters and Godzilla 1998 in theaters. Ooh, how were they? So Destroy All Monsters, we were a little late to. Um, mm. We were about halfway <laughs> through the film when we finally found Damn. a parking spot to get in. Oh, well, let's Destroy All Monsters. Yeah, I remembered how boring it was. As long as you get in, like... Just before the the Tokyo destruction sequence, you're all fine. Yeah, we were before that. We were right. when they were discovering Basically, nothing. We were there when we they were discovering the remote control devices. Wonderful. Um. So no, it was I. Rem, I was reminded how boring that movie was, and then I forgot how nineties ninety eight is. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like, I was genuinely surprised by how dated that movie is between the comments made, the slang used, and, like, everything about it. I was like, man, this movie aged horribly. (laughs) And they used the 4K transfer, so, like, it's, it's, the CGI looks worse because it's in 4K. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Which was kind of disappointing because the Blu-ray looks pretty good, but the the 4K is where it really shows that it's 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 lacking, right? So, so I got to see those, but before before I could even go see those, I had the longest trip to Chicago ever. <laughs> It took me 18 hours to get there. I rode the train again, but due to to delays and whatnot, it ended up taking me about 18 hours to get there. And then there was an hour to travel from downtown to Rosemont where G-Fest is held. Right. So I I was it was a very, very long day for for old E.T. and and. uh, trying to not die. I actually had Nathan buy me a energy drink and bring it because I was <laughs> like, I'm going to need it. But no, I, I got to the hotel. I'm, I first met with Kim. Um, Kim met me in the lobby and we waited for uh, Nathan and Michael. And when they finally showed up, uh, I, I, I of course got my drink and we had a little, we had a little trouble checking in. Um, oh, we yeah. figured it out and then we got all of our stuff up in the room and then it was like, okay, we got to go to, uh, the Pickwick. 
Mm-hmm. So we went there. We had some trouble finding a parking spot. And, you know, then we eventually found one. We watched the first double feature. I was so tired that I needed to go. Like, I was falling asleep during Destroyal Monsters. <laughs> um, <laughs> Saturday comes around, or Friday comes around. That was Thursday. That was Thursday. Friday comes around. So I get my name tag and whatnot. Um, the lines are crazy for tickets to get Yumiko Shaku's autograph to, you know, get in. Um, the opening ceremonies actually this year were a lot shorter than they normally are. It was really weird. Huh. Normally they last for like an hour. This time they lasted for about 40 minutes. Damn. It was, it was a little weird. It was a little weird. But as the weekend continued, so after that, it was just hang out with people, then go to bed, right? Saturday, mm-hmm. I had the Matongo panel. Right, uh, had that good. Which went really well. Um, a lot of people said that I, I had the best parts talking about the J-horror aspect. So, you know, the podcast did something. It helped me, it helped me prep for, for a panel on Matongo. You're welcome, man. I, so... Friday, the tickets for Yumiko Shaku sold out. I found out mm-hmm. they were only selling a hundred tickets per day. They ended up selling a hundred and fifty Friday for some reason, and Saturday they decided to up it to two hundred and fifty. Right. So I wasn't informed of this until after I had made the decision to wake up at four a.m go stand at the Yumiko Shaku line and be the third person to get a ticket. Mm -hmm. I was a little upset. How unfortunate. I was, I was, I was like, I slept for three hours and got up still just to make sure that I got these tickets. And now they're like (laughs) planning to like, sell double and a half of what they did. I was fuming. But nonetheless, 10 p.m. 10 p.m. came around and I got my ticket and I got her autograph. I got a picture with her. She was it was a little weird because like we weren't allowed to show her anything on our phone. We weren't allowed to touch her. We weren't allowed to really talk to her. It was very much like you stay on one end of the room. She'll stay on the other. You'll take the picture standing in a photo together. And that'll be that. Right. It was a little weird. Um, but I, I respected it. You know, I got my autograph and, and called it good. Right. Um, I went to the collect all monsters panel that day, which was a live recording of Kyle Yount and his crew doing their show and they had a raffle where you got a raffle ticket and they would draw. And if you got it, you won a mystery prize. I didn't win, Mm. but there's a reason I brought that up that I'll bring up for Sunday. Okay. So after all of that, again, just hanging out with everybody, um, just, you know, hanging out with the guys now, <laughs> Saturday, eight. another person, a part of the Monsters with Attitude team, Jordan, who's a really chill guy, he came in 
and mm-hmm. they got him to do the one chip challenge. And he asked oh, no. me, he was like, yo, bro, how spicy is it? And I was like, eh, it's about a four out of ten. <laughs> so you, you demon. He he did it. He did the challenge. And after he ate it, he was like, bro, that's no four. Bro, that's no four. <laughs> and then we walked down the street to the, the mall to get food. And he went with us. And he ended up like, when we got there, he ran straight to the bathroom. <laughs> and and Michael <laughs> went to check on, in on him. And he was like, bro, bro, that's no four. That's <laughs> so because... Once it processes, it still stings on the way out. So, like, it went straight through his system. And he ended up calling an Uber to come pick him up (laughs) and take him back to the hotel. We didn't see him for a while. He he was struggling really, really hard. Um... (laughs) But uh, was that was that his raffle win? <laughs> no. <laughs> but after, so we got food. A prize scorpion challenge. Yeah, there's one chip challenge. I wish. Uh, so so after that's what you'd do for your raffle. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you uh, <laughs> we'll bring up the raffle again. Um, so I ended up getting Japanese food. I got octopus balls and ramen. We took it back to the hotel. We ate it, and then uh, the costume contest happened. So we went to we. I, I went to that. I actually found a way to get a really good spot to get photos. So I have a ton of great photos. Oh, good. Um, I had a bit of criticism for how they were handling. So that's good. it. Was <laughs> it was a little rocky. Um, they're still trying to get back into the swing of things after COVID. Right. So there, you know, there's a lot of hiccups still that they're working on. Um, right. But we'll, we'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. Um, Saturday, I also went, went down to the modeling, uh, area in the art, uh, room, mm-hmm. took photos of the art, looked at all the models. Oh, yeah. I met Marcellus, who's this amazing, uh, like designer for these like whole scenes. He gets like these kits and like makes them. Right. And sometimes alters them. And then he does like these whole like cities and like lights and everything. Like dioramas, dioramas, oh, yeah. yeah. It is amazing. I'm actually planning on seeing if I can commission him to do one. <laughs> um, no, but no, they were it. It's beautiful. It it'll be expensive, but it, it'll be worth it. No, it, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and they showed off a custom made titanosaurus he did where he designed he 3d printed it like he designed it and printed it and then painted it right and it looks amazing (laughs) uh he actually made it for his friend uh leslie and i got a video of him like seeing it and it's priceless it's like the best like reaction ever (laughs) um it was it was pretty it was pretty fun. That was a lot of fun. Um there was also the Omega Beast uh showcase which was right. a huge Godzilla and then a bunch of like 
almost X pluses. They're a lot, little more detailed. Um, mm-hmm. So I went in, I looked at all those. They had a Kiryu, a Shin Godzilla, and a Zilla that they didn't want leaked out. Mm-hmm. They didn't want it leaked out. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say to that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. A certain someone I know may have. Yeah, we don't have to bring it up. Um, so the rest of Saturday was honestly just chill, like hang out with the guys. And then Sunday comes around and oh my God, it was crazy. All three days, Mm -hmm. of course, going to the dealer's room. Um, Sunday, I had to get Don Fry's signature on my Godzilla Final Wars completion book. I did get that. Right. Um, I got, oh, also, I forgot to bring up Friday. I got Linda Miller's signature. Um, oh, nice. Got her signature and a photo with her. I met Don Fry for the second time. Um, got a photo with him. Got him to sign some stuff. Uh, so this is why I brought up the raffle. I wanted to uh, get a photo with TJ Storm. I already have his signature, but I wanted to get a photo with him. I was a decent human being and I wasn't going to like just get a photo with him. I was going to pay for it and whatnot and be a nice person. Mm -hmm. He spent 20 minutes with each person. So the line was moving nowhere. Uh (laughs) As I'm down there, I look at my phone and I have a missed call from Michael. Yeah. There was a second drawing for the collect all monsters panel. And it was a custom-painted, limited-edition Burning Godzilla Safubi that's worth, like, $600. Right. And the winning ticket number was 511606. You want to know how I know that by heart? Because it was yours? It was mine. But because I was stuck in the fucking tj storm line <laughs> so now tj storm is the worst person on the planet and i hate oh, tj no. storm and tj storm has officially ruined everything from now on everything oh, wrong no, in my life so is tj storm <laughs> all right so tj storm is now my best friend <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's just doing God's work. Is this what we doing now? Yes. Wow. I can't believe you. You're welcome. So yes, <laughs> um that was a huge disappointment. So after all this, I had to go uh my short film SOS Seek Shelter had its premiere at the amateur video contest. That's not actually a contest now. So they didn't tell me this, but there's no contest, but they call it a contest. It's a whole thing. I was not happy. Um, so Rex, you've watched it. Yes. You watched it with headphones. If I remember correctly, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So, you heard like the best version of the audio. 
Like there's a lot of audio and a lot of sound and a lot of like mixing there. Mm -hmm. That is in surround. Like you need two speakers to do that, right? Right. Their speaker, the left one was not working. So it was only right. And they were like old speakers that had static coming out of them. So my short film is like very quiet and very loud and has a lot of like sounds and has a lot of bass. The monster roar for my short film was so powerful that only half of it played through the speaker. (laughs) So on one hand, I guess I did a good job at sound design because, you know, it was better than the speaker but on the other hand it was like man this is like the worst example of showing my short film (laughs) and so at this point so kaiju so okay i had a panel at 4 p.m the short films were at or no, it was at 3 p.m. The short film or the, the panel was at 3 p.m. The short film ran from 1.50 to 2.30, and it ended up going over by 20 minutes. So it was 2.50, and I had 10 minutes to get to my panel. Mm-hmm. Ultra and Decker director uh, Taguchi. Yes. He made a surprise guest appearance at G Fest. He only had five hours of signing. Saturday, I didn't make it to him, so I had to go Sunday, and he was only available from 2 to 3 p.m. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I have 10 minutes to get to this panel, and I, I changed clothes. Um, I had my outfit for the panel on, and then I changed clothes for the the you know the film festival. And then I had to I was I had to go change clothes again and get back to the panel. I had 10 minutes mm-hmm. to do that, but I had to get to Gucci's signature. Now, Danny, who also wanted to get to Gucci's signature, left before we found out that there was no contest. I told him to leave mm-hmm. like I wanted him to get a signature. And I, I quite literally pulled my wallet out of my pocket and handed him my wallet and just said, get me a signature. <laughs> So Danny took my wallet, you know, got got me a, his Blu-ray. He brought the short film that he did for Tetsudon. Uh, right. He brought that. So Danny got that for me, had him sign it, you know, to Elijah. Now, what's funny is as he was signing my copy, so Danny got his copy. And then he got my copy and then had mine signed. As he's mm-hmm. as Taguchi's signing mine, I run in because the <laughs> the contest ended. I get a photo with him, um, and he then so it was eighty five bucks for the signature and the Blu Ray, right? Yeah, Danny couldn't afford that, so he said that. You know, he he was just getting the Blu-ray because that's all he could afford. So then Taguchi said, let me uh, let me see the Blu-ray. And he signed the Blu-ray for him and then got photos. So then Danny went to the panel as I run up and do a quick change 
in about 35 seconds and get back down to the room and have time to get like three cups of water. And then we do our panel, which is the last panel of G Fest. So mm-hmm. it was like a disaster to like of running around like all over the place. <laughs> yeah. I was at the film festival to Gucci to my room to change back down to get water and then to the uh, panel room. So as we're prepping to go into the room, I find out that my Korean kaiju panel is in the big ballroom. (sighs) I've never paneled in the big ballroom. This becomes Mm -hmm. horrifying. And then (laughs) I walk in and there's like a hundred people. And then they keep flooding in as it gets to the point oh of, my. and I'm like, oh my God, like, so Danny did this panel, so I would talk about the Korean kaiju stuff. Not mm-hmm. to brag, but I, I know my fair share. Mm-hmm. So Danny's the reason that I was doing this, and there's a room of probably 200 people now, and it's in the big ballroom. And I'm supposed to be presenting all of this. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Um, <laughs> so Danny and I end up like going through with it pretty all right. We ended up having to cut it a little short because we just didn't have enough time to cover everything. Um, right. But a lot of people said that that was the best panel of the weekend. Which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um. Because there's all of all of my my stuff. Um, so, yeah, it was it was it was quite the experience. Um, I, I did enjoy it a lot. Um, it was a little scary, but, you know, we made it work. We got through it just fine. Mm-hmm. And, you know. We we do what we always do, which is power through it, right? Mm-hmm. So Sunday night, we, you know, we ended up doing an after party. We all played uh, board games with each other. Um, Adrian, right. Michael, Nathan, Kim and Danny. Uh, we all hung out and. Uh, you know, did some board games and whatnot, had a good old good old time. And then from there. It was like go go to bed, or so you think. So I have a little tradition that every Sunday night I get together with a group of people and we we talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna say we talk about stuff, and it's mm-hmm. it was great. Um. I didn't think I was going to get to see them this year, but they they found me Sunday night as it was nice. last year and we chatted. It was a great chat. I ended up staying up till three in the morning. And what had happened was everybody went to sleep and I didn't have a key to the room. So <laughs> like the only G fans left are the ones that are drunk or passed out or high. Right. So I'm like, crap what am I supposed to do here? Like, do I try to room with somebody else I know, or do I like risk taking out of the deposit for, uh, 
getting an, a spare key. And eventually I got a spare key and I, I got into the room. I packed my stuff up and I went to bed. And then mm-hmm. the next morning, every, we all got up, finished our packing and got out of the hotel. Um, we did have a final meal Saturday night. That was very fun. A lot of, a lot of good memories. Uh, or Sunday mm-hmm. night, Sunday night, we had that meal. Um, and then Monday, it was, it was you know, pack, say our goodbyes. Um, Danny and I were going to go have lunch together, but Caddyshack was closed, so we didn't actually go eat. Um, right, but no, we, we saw Michael and Nathan and Jared off and then Danny and his friends were going to go down to the field museum, but they didn't know how to get there without driving. And Danny's car was loaded with Danny and his brother, Aaron's, all of their luggage. And then my stuff was in there because we were going to eat. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, we could always call an Uber. And I was like, well, why not just take the public transportation? Mm-hmm. So they were like, yeah, but that costs money. And I, I have an account with the Chicago transportation system. So I just used my account and I got them all on on the track and we rode down. Their stop was actually one stop before mine. So I like. You know, I have all my stuff with me and and they're like prepping to go to the field museum and their stop comes up and I hadn't said goodbye yet. So I got out of the train and like they're like, aren't you supposed to be the next stop? I said, yeah, but I got to say bye. And so we said our goodbyes at the train station and they walked away and I waited for the next next train to come by and get on it. And then from there, it was, you know, get on the other train to come home. And I got home later that night, Monday night, passed out. And, you know, I went I went from there. <laughs> now, for my haul, um, what I got was I ended up getting an original theatrical poster for Ape. Right. I got a German poster for Young Gary, Monster from the Deep. And then for the rest of my haul, what I ended up getting was um, I got a SH figure arts like masterpiece collection, uh, Ultraman 66. I got Godzilla versus Megaguirus's uh, theatrical pamphlet from Japan. I got a toy graph, uh, 1964 Godzilla Sifubi Hawaii color version. Um, I got Taguchi's short film signed by him. I got a, a DVD called Mystery and Horror Tales Volume 1. It's like an anthology J-horror uh, DVD box set. Oh, good. J-horror. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the SH... That's the most important thing here. It feels like it. Uh, I got the SH Monster Arts Hedora. Um, I got Mysteries nice. of Ultra 7 Issue 1. The Trials of Ultraman Issue 5. Godzilla King of the Monsters from Marvel. I got two comics of that. Two of the older Ultraman comics uh, and a Shogun Warriors uh, comic. I got a Bob mm-hmm. Eggleton art piece. I had been wanting to do that since like 2018, but I had never done it. Finally got it. Um, mm. I got the YMSF uh, Sea Serpent. I got the Godzilla King of the Monsters and Rodan CEDs, which are like pre-laser discs. 
I got a bunch of like mid '80s Ultraman Bandai's. I got Metron, uh, Golmara, Red King, Pigmon, and Bemular. Nice. Uh, I got the Daimajin Movie Monster series Bandai. I got the Orochi VHS Attack of the Super Monsters VHS. I got the G Fest mug and shirt. I got a Don Fry shirt. Um, because of my Korean kaiju panel, I got gifted a uh, the starfish people from Warning from Space. I don't remember the the alien species name, but somebody had made mm-hmm. made pins of them, and I got gifted a little pin, um, which was so oh, nice. cool. Um. In speaking of gifts, probably the coolest thing I got this weekend was somebody in our server. Um, he's an artist. Cerelius is is a really good artist, and mm-hmm. I love his work. I, I love his work, and I think he does a great job. He was going to G-Fest, and he messaged me, and he said, Hey, can I make you some art? Mm-hmm. And I said, absolutely. <laughs> like, I'm I'm not going to say no to that. Right. He ended up and I told him, like, don't tell me, like, make it a surprise. Whatever, whatever you want to draw, draw it. And I'm I'm I'll I'll take it. So he ended up drawing a Godzilla minus one. Picture. <laughs> and this thing is gorgeous. He was like, oh, it took me about an hour. I'm like, only an hour? Like, this thing is... Wait, what? Yeah, it only took him an hour to do the art piece, and it is beautiful. It is it is absolutely stunning. I got it in a frame, and I put it up on my uh, signature wall. I was like, man, that is that is beautiful. It is a great piece. Like, he he is a very talented artist. I I He needs to get some IDW work or something like he's, he's just so good. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I ended up getting a lot of stuff. I was pretty happy with my haul. I ended up getting a little of everything. Um, but something that was, I was really happy to finally get now Rex. I, 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 I messaged you about this and this is going to oh, be, yeah, I <laughs> this is going to be the bookend to my G fest experience. So at All Monsters Attack, I bought a poster, but I was afraid to ship it back because I didn't know if I can get it. I could get it back in good condition. Mm-hmm. The poster is something that I picked because of how near and dear it was to me. So Rex, you and I first started this journey back in 2021, right, or 2020. Jesus, has it has it been that long? It's been a while. <laughs> but we started with a movie. Now you you had edited you had edited the Curse of the Demon uh, episode. Right. And I had edited the thing uh the them interview. Mm-hmm. And but like so we had we had started working together but we hadn't really done anything. And then I invited you on to do the super inframan. Yes. And that was probably one of the best decisions I'd ever made. Mm. And so for me, you know, the super inframan, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a great movie. Like I love that thing unironically, but, but more so than that, it's kind of, 
the Super Inframan is like it's a movie that means something to me because that was kind of the entryway into our friendship, into our podcasting career, into this journey that we've been on now for three years. Right. And at All Monsters Attack, I found a guy who was selling an original theatrical poster for Inframan. Mm. And when I saw that, I knew that that was going to come home with me because that symbolizes so much. <laughs> and it symbolizes our friendship, more, most importantly. Mm-hmm. And now I have an original 1975 Inframan poster <laughs> to always remember our friendship, which is probably one of the coolest things I got to bring back from Chicago. <laughs> what am I going to find one for myself? That would be cool if we like both had an Inframan poster. <laughs> It's it's like we're not gonna get tattoos, but we're gonna get Inframan posters. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. So yeah, um not to, I, I didn't mean to get too sappy there, but yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you've had quite the G Fest experience this year. I, I had a great time. Um mm. I didn't do all of my traditions. But I got to hang out with Kim and Nathan and Michael and Danny. And I got to see Kim's husband again, who he's a really cool dude. I love him. Um, I got to meet Danny's brother, Aaron, uh, who actually helped uh, suggest kind of the new podcast setup. Um, I have new equipment, which hopefully makes me sound a little bit better. Nice. Um, this is the first episode that was recorded not as a live stream to use it. Um, so I, I got that. Um, Eric mm-hmm. and Carrie, are. I got to meet them for the first time. They're amazing human beings. Joe and Momo, amazing human beings. Adrian, an amazing human being. Um, mm-hmm. I got to meet so many good people. I got to see so many familiar faces. Um, it, it was it was it was a lot of fun, and it just right. goes to show that G Fest is not about the dealers' room. It's not about the panels. It's not about the art rooms or the film festivals or the theatrical showings. Mm. It's about the people, and it's about the family that you get to see. And, you know, I we, we've talked about it, and I can't wait for the inevitable year where we get to get you at G-Fest. Someday. One, one day that'll happen. And we're going to panel, and we're going to just have so much fun. And it'll be amazing. It'll be amazing. <laughs> we'll do a live kaiju conversation. Oh, that'll be interesting. 
Yeah, and then and then we've got to record an episode oh, as I well. Gotta, I, I gotta I gotta be careful not to swear too much in that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll 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 do a live kaiju conversation panel, and then we will do a. Uh, oh my god! How am I gonna hold in all my Australian words? <laughs> You'll have to, and then whenever while so American so soft. If you say so. Uh, and then we're going to have okay. to do a recording of an episode, like watch the movie together, take notes, and then oh. and then be interesting. record about it. And then we can argue in real life. <laughs> it's going to be great. So, yeah, no, I, I had a great time. Um, right. I didn't want it to end. It seemed like it went by way too fast, but things always do. I'm afraid, you know. Screw TJ Storm, <laughs> but you know, man, I, screw him for being a nice person, yeah. being one, one for to- one for having fun with the fans. Yeah, I can't believe, it. absolutely unforgivable. Very much so. <laughs> so that's really all I've got. Um right. it it's it's you know I got back and uh now I'm I'm back to collecting and working and trying to do all of that. Um I see. Yeah. Here we are. And this is about the runtime last year's was, so I feel like this is actually Damn. a pretty good wrap up. Right here, so <laughs> so yeah, because last year's last year's G Fest recap was an hour, and I believe it was forty one minutes. So after editing, this is probably pretty close to that one. Hmm. So I don't quite remember how long the last one was. We're getting close. So Rex, do you have anything else you want to bring up? Not really. Nothing's. Nothing springing to mind at the moment. Okay. Well, I have at least one thing left we can do, and that's let the lovely people know where they can find us at. Uh, all right. Well, dear listeners, you can find me on YouTube at Rexina, on Twitter at Rex underscore Xenomorph, and on Instagram at Rex underscore Xeno. If you want to check out some of my writing, go take a look at the Tokusatsu Network. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at ET13Productions, on Instagram at ET13Productions, or on YouTube at ET13Productions. I also am the production manager and head of the video department of Kaiju Ramen Media. So check out Kaiju Ramen Magazine. We have issue 10 going live here pretty soon. Um, And check out the YouTube channel. All those videos I at least have a hand in. I'm also one of the hosts on the Kaiju Weekly News Podcast. That is a weekly stream on Sundays that covers all the giant monster news for the week. If you want to see my upcoming short film, SOS Seek Shelter, definitely keep an eye out on my YouTube channel. That's where that's going to be at eventually. But as for the podcast, don't forget to write us on iTunes. That boosts our ratings and helps us get recommended to more people just like you. If you don't have an Apple device, which I don't blame you, I don't actually. That's very much a lie. I'm literally talking on a MacBook to do this podcast. So, but you can rate us on Spotify. We have six reviews. Superman would never lie. I 
I, 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 I'm, I, you know, don't, don't judge Shut me. Up. Don't judge me. I'm judging. But you can rate us on Spotify. We got six reviews so far, all five stars. It's highly appreciated. Thank you guys so much. If you want to stay up to date with all things Kaiju Conversation related, follow us on Twitter at K-A-I-J-U underscore C-O-N-V-E-R-S. If you don't have Twitter, you can follow us on Instagram or like us on Facebook. If you're like me before podcasting and you don't have any social media, lucky you, you can email us at kaijuconversation at gmail.com, all lowercase, all one word, you know the drill. And as always, we'll read your reviews on air for everyone to hear. We also have a Teespring store. Eventually, we'll have original artwork on there. But until then, you can sport our awesome logo on a T-shirt or maybe even a coffee mug. <laughs> if you'd like to chat with us, check out our Discord server full of others that have similar interests to you. It's a great community full of great people. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the bell so you can be notified anytime we upload a video. We sometimes post exclusives to the channel like bloopers for episodes or mini-sodes talking about news or other subjects. We also have an interview with Mechagodzilla designer Jerk Kurchevsky on the channel. I probably butchered his name, so I apologize. And a huge <laughs> thanks to Rex for editing all of these episodes and all the other content we upload. His links can be found in the description below. Along with Rex, we'd like to give a huge thanks and shout out to Danny DeMano of the Godzilla Novelization Project for his amazing vocals on our theme song. You can support him by following him on Twitter at danzilla 93 underscore GNP, or visit his website, GodzillaNovelizationProject.com. And a huge thanks to Grattan Conwell from the podcast Giant Monster BS for composing the music for our theme song. You can support him by following the podcast on Twitter at GiantMonsterBS or on any podcast platform under the name GiantMonsterBS. And with that, we're going to wrap things up here. So thank you guys so much for listening. I just want to remind everybody, as always, Please remember, life's too short to not talk big. Bye, guys. Bye. We are set. We are in debt. There's nothing to sweat. Life's too short now, baby. Conversation. Not too big now, baby. Conversation. His name's Elijah, baby. And also Rex now, baby. We love those kaiju. And you will too now.